So hello, everyone. This is Otessa, and you are listening to Conversations with Hysterical Women. That's Women with an X, the Hysterical Women podcast, where you are all welcome here, friends, allies, everywhere across the rainbow, across the binary. I'm just really glad to have you be here. And this is meant to be a safe space to explore all of the weird things that life throws at us and all of the different ways in which we can be twisted and torn asunder, but also all the different ways that we can come back together. So thank you for listening, and I'm glad that you're here and going to be cheesy, but comment, like, subscribe. Hi, I'm Charlie Burney, one of the founders of Podcast Village, and I'm delighted to be talking on the Conversations with Hysterical Women podcast. So my first question is, how are you really? I would like to have a radical asking of a question that I feel has become invisible. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> Whoa. So, yes, the question you mean because everybody just tosses it off. Yeah, like, I'm, yeah, I'm fine. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm fine. How are you? Right? Yeah. Okay. Right. Great. Uh, Even when you're not great. I am always overwhelmed, uh, pretty much always amazed, and uh, always a little tired because of, you know, life, my mom and dad thing I probably alluded to. So, the, uh, you know, I'm always overwhelmed because there's so much stuff going on. In life and also here at the studio, so many things going. You know, we were just talking about multitasking. So many projects going on that it's overwhelming. So uh, I'm a little overwhelmed at times. I'm always amazed at all the creativity in the world, especially here because we really are a creativity sort of factory. And I'm just always amazed at all the cool stuff going on. And then I'm a little down. My mom and dad are very elderly and very infirmed. So so there, there's an honest answer to your question. Thank you. So uh, now, based How's on... that? Based on your honest answer to that question, I'm actually I wouldn't give switch. that to a lot of people, but I wouldn't tell Otessa that. Well, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. And, and it's a hard question. It is not an it, easy question. Now that scary. you've made a thing about it, yeah. <laughs> now that you've really pushed it into the middle of the table. <laughs> so okay. now, yes. based on that, I often okay. have to go out of, out of order with my okay. questions. So work-life balance. I feel like it has All been work. talked about and yeah. talked about and talked about. Yeah. Uh so what's your question? The question is, do you think it is actually possible? And if so, how? What is possible to have a, a good work-life balance? Mm-hmm. This gets back to what you and I were talking about in this, uh, because we're never really home, right? We're never really not available. So especially if you're starting your own business, running your own concern, you're pushing your own initiative, you're helping someone get elected, I don't think there's ever really an off switch. So I don't know what the new work-life balance really is. I keep saying to Oscar, I hope we can find some time to take off, but there really isn't any time because the news cycle is so frenetic because everything, even outside of the news cycle, is so frenetic. How many alerts do I get on my phone today about traffic accidents for the areas that I drive in and the weather for the areas that I drive in? So I don't know. It's a great question. I do not have an answer. I work ridiculously long hours and seven days a week, but I'm in startup mode. So I kind of give myself a little leeway on that. But I can tell you my family is like, you're never home. you know. So, But in general, if it was four, four years from now and everything was normal, if there is a normal... Right? There is no normal. Um, I think we work too much. You know, Oscar just got married less than a year ago, and guess what? They didn't take a honeymoon. Wow. They haven't taken any vacation at all. Wow. 
And I didn't mean to cut you off. And that's very normal now, I think. Yeah. But I think when I asked about work-life balance, was I correct that you answered, you mean work? <laughs> yeah. Did I get that? Yeah. yeah. That, that seems real. Because yeah. the more that we are asking this question, the more mm -hmm. that I'm asking this question, the more I am starting to feel that this it's is... work life. Life is work. It doesn't... It, no, yeah. one, no one has it. Yeah. No one has yeah. it. And now, now I'm starting to think, is it possible? And maybe the real question is, what do we need to be doing to make work-life balance possible? Because no one seems to have it. I don't know. Certainly not in the political cycle. Mm -hmm. Nobody has it. It's a great question. I don't have any any wisdom for you on it, though. It's a great question. No one does. We all are driven so by all the forces that we've created around us that maybe we don't feel we can relax. I don't know. I, don't, I, I worry that. I'm 57. I would like to feel that I could slow down at some point, but I don't see it happening soon because everything is happening. Mm -hmm. We've got to grab it, you know, so... I don't have a good answer. Um, um, I know that, and I don't know about the two of you, but when I go home, I sometimes just, I know I've got a couple hours, I just turn off, mm -hmm. you know, and put the phone down and deal with it, you know, at 6 a.m. or whatever. Um, and sometimes you feel a little guilty about that, and sometimes right. not, you know. I would love to actually you yeah. ever feel like a, a sense of guilt, because I know well, I feel... Especially when someone catches up with you and you check at 6 a.m. and they were trying to get a hold of you at 11 four times, you know. But why should we be doing that? Yeah, the reality. Allowing ourselves to be able to be accessed at 11 o'clock is incorrect in the first place. Because mm -hmm. we really aren't. We have to have time. You and I have to have time alone with our families and with our friends. Or watching a movie. Or having s'mores, right? S'mores is good. S'mores is fun. But we've kind um, of gotten to the point where if you want to have s'mores, and if you're going to take a quote-unquote digital detox, mm -hmm. you have to alert people first. You have to put something on social media that says, I'm doing a digital detox this weekend. Or you have to actually put an auto-response on your email saying that I will be unavailable. Because otherwise, the expectation is that... You are available. You are always available. I think that's the, the subset of your conversation. The, the expectation is we are always working. Yeah. We are, and the, the light switch is always on. And we haven't really thought about it. So it's a good thing that you're asking the question because we haven't really focused on the reality of that in a while. There is no work-life balance. Yeah, and that's yeah. I, it brings me back to what we were saying with phone calls. Mm -hmm. I remember growing up, well, first of all, it was all landlines. Right. And I would call, mm -hmm. and there were rules about calling. Right. You know, yeah. I, yeah. I was not allowed to call anyone after 9 p.m. Right. Me too, yeah. Unless if they were family, then you could extend it to 10. To 10, yeah. But yeah. It, unless it was an emergency. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you would call with the understanding that you probably weren't going to get the person with whom you were trying to speak. So it'd be, hello, Miss So-and-so. Right. Is Billy home? Right. May I please speak with? And you had to have manners. Right. Um, but yeah, you couldn't call people after nine. And if they were your family, you still couldn't call them after ten. I still don't call my mom after nine, so. Uh, but somehow, and maybe if we did more phone calls we would remember and get some of that back. But yeah, no, that, that switch is, it should be, someone else that we interviewed actually was saying that we should stop thinking about things as switches and start thinking about things as dials. And I thought that that was interesting. Yeah, That's an interesting comment, yeah. Um, and just dial right. it down, because it's hard right. to turn the switch. Well, you can't turn it off because what if some, you just said it, what if there's an emergency? 
You know, I turned my phone off the first time in months to uh, to go to the movies with Isabel to see Captain Marvel. And, you know, when I checked my phone halfway through, I had 13 phone calls from my mom because she'd fallen again. No. So, you're right. I mean, yeah. it sounds simplistic, but you can't actually turn it off. It's maybe simplistic to think that. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Uh, but... By the same token, I think my partner ought to have a week with his wife and go somewhere nice and relax and, and not answer the phone. We're just too deep in the weeds now. But everybody so, seems to, it's not just us or you guys. We're all so involved, all mm-hmm. so much, you know, whether we're following the political scene, which, you know, is, is a punch a minute or, or whatever we're doing. Um, everything is so dense. Yeah. You know, our days are so densely packed. But I think it's hard to... to you know, give ourselves the the allowance to have some of that time off when you you're you're afraid to to miss the ring. Yeah. You know. So I'm gonna go a little left field here. What do people not ask you or fail to ask you that you wish that they did? Well, wow, she's worked on some good questions. <laughs> That's a good question. What do people ask you or fail to ask me that they wish they did? Um, gosh, Otessa. I get all, I do get asked a lot of questions about podcasting that I love answering. Um, Is there a podcast question that you would love to answer that you are not asked? No, I answered. I have so many different questions all the time. <laughs> I've answered yeah. them all. Yeah, I've, I've answered quite a few. Um, no, not so much. Let's see, what would it ask people that they don't ask me? I don't know, Tessa. I'm so open and pushy. People know so much about me um, that I don't know how to answer that question. Um, Mm. We can come back. Let me think about that. Yeah. Yeah. We can put a pin in it. Okay. So, um, next question. Mm -hmm. So, a lot of, so obviously this podcast is called uh, Conversations with Hysterical Women or Hysterical Women. (laughs) (laughs) And a big part of why I thought it was important is because Mm -hmm. I think that we have lost discourse. We have lost the ability to speak with people mm-hmm. rationally. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that things devolve in, say, a Yelp or Facebook comment thread is now how we are starting to actually interact with each other. Mm-hmm. And that is divisive and that is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, I can be a bra-burning feminist. Mm. Absolutely. I don't think that that's really what would be the most helpful right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably not. Yeah. yeah. So um, instead, was thinking about how to be a better ally, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that goes both ways. Mm-hmm. So okay, and and uh, grateful for the men or mm-hmm. those beyond the binary who are allies mm-hmm. um, for issues, and mm-hmm. so I would ask. Um, because I would consider you an ally. You're always very supportive. I try to be. And you succeed. Um, how do you think people can be allies? I think that it's very... Um, so my adage is whoever is communicating the most, the best, the most efficiently will be performing the best. Whoever communicates the best wins. It's not about winning. I think it's about, and it gets back to podcasting, Otessa, it's how how difficult it is to convey our message, our identity, our humor, our personality, or our goals, or our, you know, what our quest is, and how 
whoever from us can communicate the best, the most correctly, the most eco economically efficiently, will have more fun and be more successful. So um, does that help a little bit? Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to follow up um, two-parter. Go ahead. So if you were to teach Ooh. someone else mm -hmm. how to be an ally the way that you yourself are, mm -hmm. how would you go about doing that? Well, um, there's, a, there's an old expression that I didn't make up, but it's if, if you want to be heard, you know, listen first. So I want to talk to people about listening skills. I think, and I, don't, I haven't thought about it, but uh, talking off the cuff, which is what you want, I think, I would want to focus on how do we listen. So if I really want to get my message across to you, I'm going to really want to listen to what you're trying to make me understand and try to figure out how to talk to you in your language. So I would first say, to be a better ally, we want to first really be able to learn how to understand different people in a room and how to talk to them and how to have them understand and remember who you are. Even if they don't know your message yet, I want to make them, you know, that I've heard you. So that's what I would think of first in creating allies, how to, how to really feel that you've listened, they have know that you've listened, and that hopefully they'll remember you because you ask some meaningful questions. My father always said, if I want to learn someone's name, it's sort of connected, and I've just met them, and you said, how do you do, Charlie? My name is Otessa. I should say your name three times in conversations as quickly as possible. Otessa, it is so nice to meet you. And then if I'm really smart, I'll engage you without just crap talk, but I'll say, Otessa, you were talking about your trip to the park the other day. I love going to the park and engage you and then, you know, throw it in one more time. Not just, Otessa, it's nice to meet you. Otessa, your hair is pretty. Otessa, what's the weather like? But I try to get it into three conversations. So, And that's part of listening back and forth. So I've exchanged you know, really made a relationship with you, yeah. uh, a surface relationship. So I think that's the first part of being an ally, is being an identified participant. And would you say that that goes for basically everyone? Basically everyone and everything. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. So the next question is, how can I help you? How can you help me? Subscribe to all of our podcasts. Give me money. <laughs> <laughs> No go. applause. Just throw money. But it, that was soupy sales. No. Go into your wa father's wallet. Oh, and, my God. And, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, and, hey, kids. Um, no. Uh, I, I think, well, it's, it's, it's uh, in, the days, in today's economy of personal branding, it's how can we help everybody, you know? So when I listen to a show that we produce, or when I listen, I'm just talking about podcasting, or when I listen to a show that you produce, I'll usually use the little tool on the top of it that's, that tweets out the message. Hey, I'm listening to Otessa's show. And I'll try to remember what your Twitter sign is and at you. Because I think it's all about being, sharing that we are communicating. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah.